celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie, ready to go to the phones? I sure am. Let's bring them on. Hi, Anna. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thank you. How are y'all? Good. Where are you? I'm in Quinlan, Texas. Hmm. Which side of Texas is that on? Well, it's uh, kind of the north central. We're just a little east of Dallas. Now, is it true they make everything bigger there in Texas? Well, I don't know. I'm a Okie. You're an Okie oh. in Texas. <laughs> well, that's okay. I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> Good. Well, what can we do for you today, Anna? Well, I have this little six-year-old Yorkie, and uh, we found out that she had uh, congestive heart failure. So oh, our, dear. our vet put her on uh, the uh, Feinstein HD, and she will not eat it. And okay. I even tried boiling chicken and mixing in with it, and she would pick out some of the chicken and eat that. Then she got where she wouldn't even do that. She had the smell of it and walk off. And they kept saying, well, keep trying her on it, and um, uh, you know, she'll learn to eat it. Well, she went four days without eating. Wow. And we have other dogs. And so uh, needless to say, what I have found out was that uh, uh, she goes outside and she eats their poop. And so, you know, this is not good. And she's, she's eating got, their food or their poop? No, their poop. She's, oh, uh, golly. No, they, uh, I watch them when I'm feeding them. And uh, yeah. we don't allow her to, you know, get into any of the other dog's food. And uh, if there's any left, we pick it right up. But she just won't touch that HD at all. And okay. she goes out and she eats their poop. And she does without eating the regular dog food. Okay. And I well, need- I'm going to have to say that if she's passing up on a prescription food and she'd rather eat dog poop, that's a bad testament for pet food, isn't it? Yes, it really is. <laughs> yeah. Now, how how is she doing with her heart condition overall? Well, um, is she doing, well controlled? Yeah, she's uh, doing fine with it now. Uh, we got the fluid off out of her body and. She's on uh, a thyroid and uh, a water pill now, okay. and uh, she, you know, she's got a lot more energy and everything. But I can't seem to get our vet to understand that she will not eat that dog food. Yeah, well, you've definitely proven it to me, I can tell you that. I usually have a three-day rule when it comes to pets, when we're trying to get them into a food that we want them to eat. Uh And once we pass that, I kind of say, all right, we've proven that there's something here that's not palatable to her. Now, there are some other good prescription foods that are geared towards pets with heart disease. And, you know, you can certainly try some of the different brands. Um, Purina makes a prescription food um, that is abbreviated CV for cardiovascular. Um, Royal Canin makes one called Early Cardiac Care, which is um, pretty, pretty palatable. Most dogs like that. I might try some of those different brands and see if we can still kind of meet the needs of what your veterinarian is trying to accomplish and maybe find something that's more tasty for her or taste yeah, buds. I've got to do something because, um, you know, she can't continue doing this, and I can't go out and clean up after her, but I'm willing to, uh, you know, try anything. Uh, yeah, I would, 
I would look into those. And then the other thing is, you know, say you try these other foods and, you know, she does the same thing, turns her nose up. I'm going to say that, you know, gosh, we have to feed the patient first and foremost. Yeah. And, you know, if she has heart disease, we want to have her on a special food that's, you know, lower in sodium, um, has some of the B vitamins, the taurine, all those good things that these foods do. But in the end, if she doesn't eat it, the most important thing is we get her to eat something. Yeah. So in those situations, we might go to something and uh, it might not be ideal for her heart, but we want to make sure she gets the calories and that she stays strong. So that's the most important thing to fight this disease. So see how that works for you, Anna. And, you know, there's some alternatives out there that um, when food doesn't work, you know, there may be something else that we can try. So those little fussy guys, uh, they're a challenge to work with. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard with your dog behavior issues. Vinnie Penn, animal communicator Joey Turner, Susan Sims with Fido-Friendly Travel Talk, Bobby Hill with some news, Dr. Jim Humphreys and Britt Savage. Wow, just a an amazing show today. How are we going to fit that all in as well as Temple Grandin uh-huh. and Sylvia Brown? Wow. Now, ladies, I... I don't know who Sylvia Brown is. She has a no. best-selling book, apparently. Oh, gosh. Don't you watch Montel? Uh, well, no. Apparently not. I guess not. Okay, Bobby, what's your take? You know Sylvia Brown? Oh, if she would have been on the Queen Mary with you guys, uh-huh. oh, my Lord. She would be talking to all the dead people and introducing <laughs> them to you. Oh, She's unbelievable. She's amazing. Joy, have you heard of her? I mean, you two kind of hang out in the same groups, don't you? We kind of hang out in the same groups, yes. I'm aware of Sylvia. She does a lot of very wonderful psychic things for people and speaks to them about all kinds of information that many people want to know about that's just not readily available in a third dimension. Okay. Well, she has a brand new book. It's called All Pets Go to Heaven. We'll have giveaways and we'll talk to her. Also, Temple Grandin joining us. Now, she's an autistic lady and she believes, and I believe because of her autism, that she can see how animals think, and she's written several best-selling books about that. She'll be guesting with us today. Uh, let's go to the phones, one 405 Hi, who's this? Joan from Michigan. Don is your name? Joan. Joan. Hi, Joan. How are you doing? Fine. Is snowing up there? Oh, terrible, yes. Ooh, we send you all our warm fuzzies, okay? Okay, thanks. Great. <laughs> What's on your mind today, Joan? Uh, the lady that had her dog cloned for all that money. 150 grand. She actually sold her house. I would uh, hope she had some tissue cells left over so she could compare the DNAs of the, the dog that she has and the cells that she sent. Yeah, you know what? That's what I'm thinking, too. That's what I'm thinking. There might be something that's not on the level there. She says yeah. she's had it tested. But, you know, even if it is, just isn't the right thing to do. In, in my yeah. mind, there's so many animals that need saving. I think the best tribute you can give to an animal that's passed is adopting, giving another one a home. Right. right. And if she wanted to spend that money, that would have saved a lot of dog lives. Yes. Exactly. Yes. It, oh, it sure would have. Joan, thank you so much for your call today. Thank you. one 405 8405 
What's going on with your dog there? She got the blanket for it. Huh? She needed her blankie. Oh, I needed to get another blanket. So she could bury herself. It's not gold here. It's not the Michigan. Spoiled. No, but she likes to dig and she likes to burrow underneath it. Uh, you're like a, you, you wait on her hands and foot, don't you? Well, that's what she's supposed to do. Ah. So what's your point? <laughs> He's just jealous because he doesn't get that same level of attention. Yes, that is absolutely correct. Uh, Brad, hey, Brad, how you doing? Great, how are you? Good, do you spoil your animals? I Absolutely, every chance I get. Good, what kind of animals are they? I got a couple of kitty cats. A couple of cats. Oh, I wanted to point this out, folks. Cat call here. Yes, yeah, see, we don't talk about dogs, only dogs. People say we're a little bit dog-centric. Let me tell you right now, Animal Radio was started by a cat. I am a cat lover. I love cats. It's all about the calls. We answer your questions. If there's more calls for cats one day, then it's going to be cat-centric. So, cat call here. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, go ahead, Brad. What can I help you with? Um, I have a little black kitty cat. She's uh, about six years old. Um, just a domestic um, short-haired cat, no no frills. Um, she is uh, no has no behavioral uh, issues at all, but she does have a have a tendency to to um, lick areas of fur all the way down to skin. Almost she just to, just at the base of her tail, and then on the front of her on the front of her legs there on her front paws, just above her front paws. And then on her on her belly, but kind of in between her back legs on her on her belly area, like kind I said, of in the no, pooch area back there, huh? Yeah, like I said, there's no behavioral issues at all. She she acts fine, she does great, but but she just over preens, for lack of a better word. Okay, and in those areas, you said just hair loss. There's no sores, any kind of discoloration, anything weird? No, nothing at all. She just uh, she just cleans a lot. I mean, she's always okay. been a kind of big cleaner, you know. But now it seems to be kind of almost almost obsessive, or I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, and you're kind of getting to one of the big words that I'd probably be using is the obsessive compulsive uh, disorders. For cats that do this type of thing, where they're kind of licking themselves to baldness, um, some main areas that I really focus on and watching is the lower abdomen and the front legs. For cats that kind of work on those areas, I really look at the obsessive or the behavioral component to things. Um, there are some other possibilities, um, and we can definitely see cats with allergic skin disease. So there's a whole complex of things called eosinophilic granuloma complex, um, food allergies, things like that. But in some situations, it really is an inflammation or a skin-related issue that causes them to lick these areas. The challenge is figuring out if it is a behavioral problem or if it is more of a skin-related problem. Um, getting to that answer can be a little bit of a, a curvy road to get there. And there are some things that we would do first to try to make sure we are heading down the right path. And one of the things um, I would do for her would be to take some samples from her skin, look under the microscope, make sure we don't see anything creepy crawlers, uh, make sure we don't see any um, evidence of infection, things like that, because um, that helps to rule some of those things off the, the cause list here. Um, in some cases, I will actually even get a biopsy um, because that helps more than anything to rule out some of these other types of skin problems. Um, if that all looks good and all these um, allergic-related or uh, chronic dermatitis-type problems are eliminated, then we have a kitty who has an obsessive-compulsive disorder. And you did mention that she has no other behavioral problems, so she doesn't have uh, aggression problems or spraying issues, anything like that, correct? Yeah, no, sp no spraying. She does have a, uh, 
um, uh, Kitty Friend. Of course, it's, it's, she's been with us for about four years, though. And I mean, you know, every now and then they'll spat or something, but never anything terribly aggressive. You know, no blood, no claws, no nothing like that. You know, they'll hiss or they'll something, but nothing major. Okay, that's just regular cat loving on another cat. <laughs> so yeah, so what I would definitely say is, you know, I would check out the skin by doing some samplings. One thing we can do, and you can do this easily, is to get a hypoallergenic diet and try that means, and that helps to kind of rule out the possibility of a food allergy. Now, not she has that regular cat science diet for her entire life. Isn't like she's an adult science diet. Is that included okay. or? Well, you know, that's just a regular, everyday kind of healthy cat uh, food. When we're worried about the possibility of a food allergy, there are actually special diets that we would go to. And they either have the formulations where there are new proteins that the, the kitty cat has never seen before. Um, used to be lamb and rice was one of these. Now we can go to things like duck-based food or venison-based foods. And the idea is we present the kitty's digestive tract with something they've never seen before. So if you've been feeding the same food, um, it just takes time till the body can actually develop an allergy to it or even the proteins within the food. So that's one way we can go is a food trial, we call that. There's some other special types of diets along that line, and I talked to your veterinarian about the um, hydrolyzed protein diets. There's a lot of different ones out there, um, but those are some things you can start now. It takes a little time to see a benefit with a food trial. Um, if we're worried more about this obsessive compulsive behavior, you know, then we've got some um, some issues there, and uh, you know, some kitties. This is kind of their way of uh, exerting their anxiety with the world. So if we've ruled out medical problems, you've tried a food allergy trial, then I will talk to you about a behavioral medicine. Um, but I'd want to make sure we're, we're uh, you know, ruling out a health problem first um, before we talk about giving her drugs. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. My pleasure. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with Broad Spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published 10 times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Listen closely. Did you hear that? 
That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard K9 Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team of experts, Dr. Debbie, answering your medical questions. Enjoy our animal communicator. Vinnie Pin, Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Susan Sims, Bobby Hill, Dr. Jim Humphreys, Britt Savage. See? I've spent some time memorizing Very good. the staff I'm so they're not pissed at me anymore. Excellent, Cal. <laughs> you know, it's, it just takes a little time. It's a little short-term yeah, memory. you lose as much at that Pink Floyd concert as you thought, huh? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm getting, getting my memory back every day now, Bobby. <laughs> Coming up on today's show, big show, Sylvia Brown. Do you know who Sylvia Brown oh. is? Sylvia Brown is awesome. She's always on Montel. Yes. And she's always the one that can tell you. People will stand up in the audience, and she'll tell them all about the dead people that are standing next to them. Ooh. She does work with the police. She does predictions that are so scary because they're so accurate. She just cracks me up. Love her. Love her. Love her. Okay, well, she's going to be on with us, The Spiritual Lives of Animals We Love. She has a brand new book out called All Pets Go to Heaven. Also, Temple Grandin joining us. She was on, what, uh, a couple of years ago with her last best-selling book? Of course, she is an autistic lady who believes, because of her autism, and I believe, too, that she can understand the animal perspective a little more. We'll be talking with her in just a few minutes. She'll be on uh, HBO. She has a brand new HBO uh, special, The Temple Grandin Story. Actually, Claire Danes will be playing her. Awesome. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> and that's going to be in May. We'll have all the details with her today right here on Animal Radio. Bobby, what do you got coming up in the news? Well, cute, adorable little puppies are being used as a scam. It's going on on the Internet. I'll have details for you coming up in the news. one 405 Hi, who's this? Hi, my name is Cindy. Hi, Cindy. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Guess what? You're the first caller with Vlade in studio. Oh, okay. Cindy, thank you so much for calling us. I'm hearing you like you're also in the studio located next to me. <laughs> That's good. What, what uh, state are you calling me from? Uh, California. Oh, you're from California, from Southern California? Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, please let me know how can I help you. Um, I have a four-year-old boy fox terrier, mm-hmm. and he's very aggressive towards other dogs. Okay, to the point, so you, you're holding him on the leash and he's uh, basically attacking another dogs and such and such. Yes, uh, as okay. soon as he's ready to attack. Okay, let's me like uh, analytic KGB agent momentarily give you a couple of questions and let's do just like this. I don't need all detailed explanations because my okay. mind works just like that, you know. You don't, okay. don't think your dog is the worst out of which I train, but I need to get some information. Question number one. Did you, <clears throat> did you get your dog from the breeder or you pick him from the, uh, out of highway? No, breeder. Breeder. Uh, did your dog have had any formal training, like taking to the classes and such and such? No. No. If you had chance to socialize your dog uh, over the time, like playing with another dogs and such and such? No, I didn't have time to do that. That's the big problem. H- how old is your dog right now? He's four. And he's the male? Yes. Cindy, this is the big problem you're dealing right now with. Um, you know, 
when we have problems like this, of course, I'm going to give you some type of the tips and suggestions. Uh, but uh, in order to really help you 100%, you've got to get someone, uh, kind of a hands-on trainer who will help you because this is no playing in the game. Having the dog who has aggressive issue, ha- hasn't been socialized with another pet. You know, if I would be your trainer, uh, and it's pretty possible, if what I would start in, I would start with the structures, uh, with the discipline. We are going to teach your dogs um, new rules, which will be um, tough love, which means um, you got to be tough in the way how you're going to percept that pet and the way how you give him structures from the time on. Number one, I would give him cold shoulder. Do you know what a cold shoulder means? No. No, it means uh, you have to have a cold shoulder. It means you have to walk through your house, uh, you know, uh, with the attitude and uh, ignore him for a while. No. Oh, yeah, I do that. No, okay, but it's, it's got to be more actively. It means okay. uh, you have to act like, uh, you know, um, like every American girl would act, you know. Don't touch, <laughs> don't harass, this type of attitude. I'm going to sue you. Okay. What, Judy? I learned it uh, before I immigrated. Yeah. The Russian government told me, don't touch, don't harass American girls. They're gonna. You learn fast, don't you? I learn in the bad ways, I gotta tell you. <laughs> American boys told me Russia, American girls wants to be touched, so I'm kind of a little confused. So it's a little different from where you're from. Yes, it is, it is. <laughs> Russian girls wants to be touched, I know that for sure. But anyway, uh, so what I'm going to do, what I would do for this, like I said, I would establish the structures, I would ask you, uh, the only time you give your dog attention when you give the food, uh, when you take the dog to pee and poop and do special behavioral obedience training. This is the only time you should give your dog attention. What you, what, what you are achieving by that, you are achieving to getting some type of the uh, base or some type of the rapport. I want to put you in the position of authority, so I'm going to use that position of authority when the bad thing's happening. So once, once we establish a little bit of authority through the structures, Mm-hmm. And uh, through obedience exercise, we're going to teach him, don't pull you on the leash. Because, you know, dogs cannot focus. In. See, we, a typical situation, you walk with your dog on the leash, and, you know, the dog, see another dog, and he's, rrr, 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 for another dog, and he doesn't pay attention to you. Uh, if your dog is the male? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You see, <laughs> male, human can do two things at the same time. For, for instance, having the sex and think about the business or thinking about <laughs> something else. Yeah, the dog, the dog cannot do two things at the same time. Or he can be or aggressive toward another dog or be focused toward you. So I have a special rule, special exercise. I can make him be focused toward you by snapping him attention, uh, redirecting his attention toward you. So now he's focusing on you. Now he cannot be be attentive to another dog. So what he going to learn? Hey, I can just pass another dog and nothing bad is happening. Yeah, that dog may be barking at me. But if I stop barking at him... He's not barking at me anymore. It's like if one of your neighbors stops swearing at you, you will stop swearing at your neighbor. So this type of the breaking vicious cycle. So we're gonna we're gonna teach him ignoring other dogs in the beginning, and after that, I will set the battle, and I'm gonna set this battle or set the issue in, in the way we're gonna win, and there will be no casualties. We're gonna put a very comfortable muzzle on your dog. You know, so the muzzle he will used to wear a little bit, and he can open the mouth and breathe. You guys in California, it's a hot here, you know. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Okay. So, uh, yeah. And uh, I'm panning myself all the time here. <laughs> Partially to seeing so many good girls around, you know. I ah. haven't seen in Michigan so much. You don't see that in Michigan. Yeah. Huh? No, I haven't seen. But, uh, but it's a different show. Okay. 
So what we're going to do, we're going to put this muzzle on that man, on the right place, which is on, on the face, which you're smiling. I'm just listening. Okay, I said on the right, if I said on the male on the right place, and I mean on the face. <laughs> okay, so and after that, uh, you know, the studio makes the fun of me. I mean, I'm just I, serious. No, I learn a lot from you, Vladi. Okay. okay, so sit down, please, and don't interrupt. You're in the Russian school, right? <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, it's my show. <laughs> Okay, so what we're going to do, if you, at any time, your dog is going to show aggressive, because we're going to get some nice dogs, maybe we're going to call your neighbors or friends, maybe some of them have a very nice, let's say, a stupid Labrador, you know, for instance, you know, not because I love them, you know, they're labs, they love everybody, they think everybody's a good guy, you yes. know, such and such, we're going to get that lab in your home, and your dog, and you know, we're not going to even allow that to happen, because what we're going to do with you, my dear, we're going to grab your dog's face and put a pocket in this lab's butt. Uh-oh. Yes. You know why? You know, yeah, because let's say, who, if, if two humans meet each other, who is extending the hand first? More dominant, yes? Yes. Or, okay, it's an American. In Russia, more submissive, um, extending the hands. But the dogs do like Americans do. The one who sniffs first, that one is assuming dominant position. Ah, so I, I guess know. that dog is has some issues. That man, a little man in the furry coat that that lady is dealing with, has some issues. So we will allow him to sniff another dog's butt, like a, a Labrador, sniff his butt. He will, doesn't mind. He doesn't care about it. Sniff my butt. Okay. So what your dog is going to learn, hey, I can. I, he can get a lot of information about your dog. Just by, it's like going to the Google or Yahoo. So after that, <laughs> He will be fine with that lab. And after that, he will say, hey, that, I can be around the lab and nothing bad happening. He will used to be around the dog. And we're going to get another dog. We're going to get another dog. And after we bring him to the dog uh, the daycare, and uh, with my authority and with my reputation, we will prearrange it. And from that time, you know, it will depend on your dog and the situation. But that's going to be the winning, winning plan. And I just highly encourage you. In your particular situation, don't play in the Russian roulette because you just can't play in the Russian chess. You gotta get the help. I am willing to help you. Jesus Christ is of the of, of in the dog training oh, field. Yeah. Here comes the mail. Here yes. comes the email. <laughs> Send your complaints to your voice at Animal Radio. Yeah, yeah. And the people stopping by me with their pets and they were fixing them one dog at the time. In minutes. In the minutes. That's what happened. one 405 Thanks for your call, Cindy. Thanks for Thank listening you. to Animal Radio. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, here to answer your questions. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Vinny Penn here, your resident party animal. Are you saying it with me? Do you want to say it in unison when we come out of the, the theme song to the party animal segment? Okay, let's not mess around here right now. Very enthusiastic about the changing of the guard, uh, the, the whole inauguration thing, watching it. Um, it, it, it was just an incredible day, obviously a historical day. But what I'm really waiting on is the dog selection. And I know all of you are, too, because, because you're pet lovers. We heard a lot about it, got a lot of media coverage. What's their dog going to be? What the, the two little girls get to bring a pet into the White House? You know it's going to be a beagle. And I'm against that, too. I was thinking about it. I'd love it to be kind of a a, a, a hybrid dog we've never heard of before, like a Chihuahua, half Chihuahua, half Schnauzer, or a Schnoodle. 
half sh- half schnauzer, half poodle. I like to be something kind of kooky like that. At first, I thought that, that all this talk about hey, the Obamas are going to get a dog. They got to bring. They got to have a pet. It's not the White House without a pet. Every pet has to stain the carpet in Lincoln's bedroom. And I just thought, I mean, is this what we should really be hearing a lot about? But then all of a sudden I got caught up in it. And I want to see it. I want to know what they're going to get. Oh, and one last thing. I've got a name. They should name it Palin. Palin the Pop? I think I think it's all. You tell me. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Coming up. Susan Sims with Fido Friendly Travel Talk. What's she talking about today? She's talking about the Bulldog Beauty Contest. Ooh, coming up. Oh, yeah. I, I think all bulldogs are beautiful. I love them. I think they're so cute. Also, we'll be checking with Bobby Hill. She's got news about the salmonella contamination. Peanut butter treats have been recalled from pet stores nationwide mm-hmm. because of this. Have you seen any cases there, Dr. Debbie? You know, we haven't seen any pets actually being sick from it. But, boy, a lot of really nervous people, you know, after what we've been through in the past, you know, they're they're on the watch. So We have a list and the details all about that coming up next right here on Animal Radio. Radio. Don't go anywhere. Boy, that was a train wreck. <laughs> it's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie on the way, Vladdy, the world-famous Russian dog wizard of Vinny. Oh, animal communicator Joey Turner. If you want to get in to talk with her, her brief time with us, give us a call right now. We'll get you in queue. Also, Susan Sims with Fido Friendly Travel Talk. And, uh, oh, Temple Grandin. Can't forget that. No. And Sylvia Brown. They're all on the way right here on Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Since the FDA recently traced sources of salmonella contamination to a peanut plant, pet owners are being advised to discontinue using peanut butter products. The ASPCA recommended pet owners stop using peanut butter or peanut paste or any pet toys containing peanuts. PetSmart's recalling its dog biscuits marketed under the name Great Choice after ingredients were found to have been made in a company linked to the outbreak. While a healthy adult dog is usually resistant to the illness caused by salmonella bacteria, exposure could be more serious in puppies, sick, or elderly dogs. Pet owners are urged to wash their hands thoroughly since salmonella can be passed between pets and humans. Scam artists are everywhere, and now comes a warning from the ASPCA about an Internet offer that's literally too good to be true. Ads claiming to offer adorable, cute puppies free to good homes out of the those are the latest trends in the scams the ASPCA warned all pet owners not to purchase any animal from the vast unregulated marketplace without doing some serious homework bottom line according to the animal welfare group never buy a pet you've never met in person and remember the story of ratchet the dog that was rescued in Iraq by army specialist Gwen Bayberg mm-hmm. Ratchet is now flew back home in October. That was thanks to Operation Baghdad Pups. Well, now his rescuer is back home. Gwen returned home to Spring Lake Park, Minnesota, to a hero's welcome that included a very feisty Ratchet. Gwen's parents had been caring for her dog, who, she says, quote, loves Minnesota. He thinks it's one gigantic field of treats, end quote. <laughs> Gwen is studying massage therapy at Northwestern Health, Service, Health Sciences University, and she plans to, play, to train Ratchet to be a therapy dog. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. 
This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And don't forget your dream team of experts, Dr. Debbie, answering your medical questions. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, by the way, has a new column with Arden Moore and Fido Friendly. We'll talk about that in just a second. Vinny Penn is on the way. Animal communicator, Joy Turner. Bobby Hill, Dr. Jim Humphreys, Brit Savage, and from Fido Friendly, Susan Sims with Fido Friendly Travel Talk. I understand you're going to be yapping about the annual Bulldog Beauty Contest, Susan. Yes. Let me tell you, if you have an English Bulldog or a Pug or a Viva La France French Bulldog, you get to go and take them, and they could win a crown and lots of prizes. Ooh, and this is in the L.A. area. It's happening next weekend, right? Correct. Now, you're going to be talking with the guy who put it together, though, right, in a few minutes, right? Yeah, Justin Rudd. He's Mr. known as Mr. Long Beach. He has done so much for that community, and his uh, doggy events are world-renowned. That's all coming up with Susan Sims on Fido Friendly Travel Talk, 1-866-405-8405. And uh, let's see. Which one did you want me to go to? You wanted me to go to line four? Okay. Hi, Robert. How are you doing? Doing just fine. How about yourself? Very good. I have Dr. Debbie right here, as well as Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. And uh, anybody that you want to talk to right now is your time, Robert. Well, I've got a Karen Terrier whose breath will knock the socks off of (laughs) (laughs) it. It is horrid. We've tried dog biscuits. We've tried brushing her teeth. We've tried everything that uh, every vet we've talked to has said, and just shy of pulling her teeth and having her get dentures. Okay. Well, how old is this gal? She's almost a year old. She's only a year old, and she's got bad breath already? She's got the worst breath I've ever smelled on any creature on the earth. Oh, my gosh. So what have they said about her teeth? Is there any uh, issues going on in there? Teeth are in great shape. Uh, Groomer says that she takes her teeth brushing just well, but after we come out of the groomer, the next morning she gets up and her teeth are just, her her breath is just knock you dead. Well, that makes it really hard to get close and cuddly with a loved loved pet like that. Does she have any kind of... uh, unsavory habits such as uh, eating dead things in the yard or eating poop or anything like that? Not that we have seen, but see, I drive cross country and a lot of the places we go, we have to put her in a kennel for her safety. Kennel inside your truck then? Inside our truck, correct. Okay. So when we're driving down the road, she's out of the truck, you know, out of the kennel, running around in the truck, pretty much has the run of the truck. But when we go, you know, go to get out of the truck, she gets in her kennel. When we're at a customer, she's in her kennel. But it's like I said, it's, it's nothing that we've seen that she's eaten. She's just got this breath that'll knock you out. All right. Well, I would definitely say that one of the first things, um, in, in an older pet, my number one uh, concern with bad breath is going to be dental disease. And it's not that it's impossible in a young gal like her, but it's it would be a little unusual. Now, we would want to make sure there's no 
remaining baby teeth still hanging around that might be crowding the mouth. Um, and also some young dogs, when they're losing their teeth, because of kind of the blood with that's, that's involved with the loss of those baby teeth, that can kind of cause a, a bad odor in the mouth. But if we're assuming all okay, of that now, is good, Since you're go saying ahead. that blood could be the cause of it, we have not been able to take the time to have her, her uh, spaded. Okay. The next question I would be, have is how often are there cycles? Yeah, I don't... There's one cycle already that I know Okay. Of. Can I ask I what you're waiting for? Yeah. Okay. Now. No, I don't want a breeder. No. God, no, I don't want a breeder. It's just that uh, with my, like I said, my job, I'm driving all over the country. I'm not never in a same spot for more than uh, five to eight hours. Me and my, sure. my girlfriend, we keep this truck moving. Sure. Well, we'll definitely need to make time for that because um, well, they, dogs go into heat generally twice a year. Um, but because the risk of things like breast cancer go up with each heat cycle, it will be kind of important to try to make time for that in some way and make it a day visit. Um, heck, I have people that drive through Vegas and come yeah. visiting, and, and they'll have procedures or things done on their pets. So. Robert, you got to go through Vegas. Robert, you, you, I know you do as a trucker. You go through Vegas a lot, right? Actually, I live in L.A. Okay. And the problem I have is I haven't seen home in six months. Mm. Wow. Well, that, that would be challenging. It's a lot my choice. I mean, you know, I'm taking care of my parents on the side, pay to keep a roof over their head there in L.A. So to maintain their lifestyle, I have to keep moving. Absolutely. And then as far as things for your for your baby, as far as, you know, I'd say definitely, you know, if she's in heat and licking that backside, there's going to be a nasty odor to her breath. But at other times of the year, that won't necessarily create a bad breath. So I would definitely say, well, make time to get her spayed. Um, but as far as some home products, um, if you're brushing her teeth, you're hopefully using a good enzymatic toothpaste. Um, and that's a doggy toothpaste, not a human one. Um, there are some products... What makes the difference between a human toothpaste and a dog toothpaste? The biggest difference is that we don't swallow our toothpaste, so we spit it out, and it has fluoride, and it has some other components in it that are not ideal for swallowing. And if, a, if we give that to a dog, it could actually make them sick. Well, none of that so, we haven't tried. I actually tried to get my cat to spit many times, <laughs> but they, they, they but, won't uh, do it. No, generally not. Uh, my dogs will rinse immediately after I brush their teeth, but they just don't spit it out. But a doggy toothpaste is usually enzyme-based. So what that means is that it helps to break down the bacteria in the mouth, um, and it's intended for them to swallow it. So that's why it is important to stick with a doggy toothpaste. And there's a lot of good brands out there. Canine enzymatic toothpaste is the one that I tend to use the most. But even beyond toothpaste, we can use different gels and rinses in the mouth that are often um, enhanced with chlorhexidine, which is kind of like an antiseptic rinse for the mouth. Um, so you can look for a product called Maxi Gel or CHX Gel. Um, and you can actually brush this on the teeth or even squirt it on. And that may be one way, especially when you're getting ready to get in the cab and go out on a ride, um, that that might help freshen that breath a little bit. Um, but, you know, I'd still stick, up, stick with that toothbrushing because I think that's going to be part of the core in getting that 
oral odor um, in, and get that improved. Now, the other thing that I'll mention is that some dogs, it can be a GI-related issue with bad breath. Um, if they have problems with reflux or if their food isn't necessarily agreeing with them really well, uh, you might get gas on the, out, on the backside and you might get some um, uh, oral odor on the front side. She gets altitude sickness real bad. Oh, okay. You might consider maybe switching I've never her food. I've a dog that have vomit that smells like human. Oh, well, that would definitely create a bad breath. So does she get car sick very often then? Only when we're going up and over the mountain. Oh, you know, okay. Two thickness. Okay, but that's, yeah. that's the only time we've noticed her getting sick. And it's like, if you can imagine spending your entire time in a master bathroom, that's about the size of these trucks inside them. Mm-hmm. As of a master bathroom, confined, doesn't take much to uh, to permeate the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, air quality is really important. I'm sure, and all our trucker uh, friends would uh, agree to that. Well, Robert, let's give that a try and keep up your brush and try some of these I gel got products. Last question that hopefully you can help me. Should okay, we get her go those ahead. little two toys that uh, got the white foam or white uh, stuffing in them. Is that white stuffing bad for her if she should happen to swallow it? Yeah, we don't want her to eat that, and if, if she's able to be that destructive with a toy, then I usually move the pet up to a different durability product, um, so something in the more in the hard plastic or even a hard rubber, because, yeah, if she's, if she's shredding that, opening those up and ingesting that, that can get caught in her digestive tract and create a problem. So every year I get toys for my pets, and um, my mother sends them, and they're those cute fleece ones, but as Labradors, they shred the heck out of them within three minutes or less. So try that there, Robert, and hopefully that I'll help you out. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give us a call, 1-866-405-8405. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, thinking a dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido-friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by AFS, Real Food for Real Pets. 
Visit AFS online at animalfood.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Welcome back. This is Susan Sims for Fido Friendly Travel Talk on Animal Radio. And on the line from Long Beach, California is Justin Rudd, promoter of kids' events and many, many doggy events, and proud pet guardian to Rosie and Riley, the Bulldogs. Hey, Justin, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me on. Hey, my pleasure. How are the fur kids today? At the moment, they're at my feet, and they're both um, on their sides, snoring, taking naps. So I just had... (laughs) They're two bulldogs, English bulldogs. I just had Riley out for a walk around the block. We go about four or five times a day, once around the block, and at a quick clip, and he's he's passed out. And then Rosie is older. She's 11, and she just sleeps most of her day. She can go out. She's got some arthritis, so she goes out to the bathroom, comes back in, has a treat, and goes to sleep. (laughs) They are so cute. And, and, you know, not everyone can have beautiful babies like Rosie and Riley, but I understand you've created a special event for all Bulldogs to strut their stuff. Tell us about the upcoming Bulldog Beauty Contest. Well, the annual Bulldog Beauty Contest is going to happen this year on February 15th. It's a Sunday afternoon here in Long Beach, California. Um, it's a, this is a town of about a half a million people. It's the fifth largest city in the state of California. And I think it's the 34th largest city in the country. But what we do each year is invite English bulldogs from all around the country, all around the world to come. And we have had as many as 300-something registered bulldogs in, at the event. And last year we added French Bulldogs, so there's a separate competition for the French Bulldogs. And then this year we added another category, which is going to be the Pugs. So we'll have oh. English Bulldogs, French Bulldogs, and Pugs. What kind of prizes? This is this is really something. I mean, they've got a red carpet, and these dogs are dressed to the nines or the canines. And there's there's some pretty great prizes. Well, it, as it with years in the past, we've had um, crystal dishes like water dishes from Tiffany and Company as grand prizes. They get a, a crown that has um, some jewels in it, and then they also obviously get dog food and treats and toys and um, those kinds of things in their prize package. We name a top ten. We name an overall. We'll name an overall pug and an overall French bulldog and an overall English bulldog this year. Um, and any of those breeds are welcome just to come and register and participate. Um, I think the, the greatest part, greatest prize or greatest thing in the prize package is just the, the honor to be recognized as the, the Bulldog Beauty Contest winner. I think um, the, the bragging rights is, is probably more than anything for the, uh, the person who takes care of that dog or for the dog himself. <laughs> it's a good time. We have dogs come as far away as Washington, D.C., from Canada. I encourage all the listeners to take a peek because you're all over YouTube. I mean, <laughs> honestly, you, these are the greatest videos. I mean, I like to put up videos on YouTube <laughs> and then when we go to the Bulldog Beauty Contest or when we go to the Hot Dog Halloween Contest or the parade, whatever it happens to be, I like to show them off. I think they deserve a great life here while they're with me, and while I'm with them, they give me so much, and I like to give it back. And they do put smiles on people's faces. Another good thing about the Bulldog Beauty Contest is that we do a pet adoption fair in conjunction with the event. So there will be cats and dogs that are looking for forever homes at our event as well. You do so much good for so many people, Justin. I just want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on the show. Check out JustinRed.com, and from there you can learn about all the wonderful and fun activities you can do with your dog. Sit and stay. We'll be right back with more Animal Radio. 
That sounds like a fun event. I know. Huh? I love him. You guys should go. I think it would be a blast. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And don't forget the gang. They're all here at 1-866-405-8405. On the way, Temple Grandin, best-selling author. Yes, very amazing woman, as well as Sylvia Brown, also a best-selling author. A couple of great authors on the show today. Helping elderly people and their pets is not only the right thing to do, but it can also reduce health care costs, and that can save lives. Pets can be a great source of comfort and joy. By emphasizing a pet's role in our mental and physical lives, over a period of time, we can also reduce overall health care costs to society. We know that people who live with companion animals receive numerous health benefits. For example, people with pets visit the doctor less often and use less medication. People with pets recover from illness more quickly. People with pets have lower cholesterol and lower blood pressure. And exercising a pet can provide valuable exercise to an animal's elderly guardian. There are measurable social and economic benefits to elderly people by providing services and care for their pets. Get involved with your local Humane Society and see where you can help. For the Veterinary News Network, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. Radio 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie is answering your medical questions right now. I believe we have Dean on the phone. Hey, Dean, how are you doing? Hey, great. How are you? Very good. Where are you? Uh, I'm in Montana. What's on your mind today? Well, uh, i got fish on my mind today. Can you help me with that? <laughs> yeah. I- I'll try my best here. Okay. Uh, I have a uh, placostomus. It's about a foot long. It's in a uh, 55-gallon tank. It's in there with another one of his buddies and another fish. And, and he's the only guy that's got a problem. He's got an eye problem. And okay. if I was to describe it to you, it, uh, if you were to take like a thin piece of tissue paper and tear it so that it's got rough edges and apply it to the surface of the eye, that's kind of what it looks like. It's kind of semi-transparent, semi-translucent. Okay. And, and I've medicated the tank uh, for fungus and bacteria and nothing responds. And, and I'm kind of wondering if the fish might have something like a cataract or something like that. And, and if that happens to be the case, uh, how do I identify just what's going on with this fish and, and how do we help it? Okay. And does the does the cloudiness, does it look like it's even with the eyeball? Or does it look like it's kind of sitting on top of it and irregular? It looks like it's sitting on top and it's irregular. Okay. Because if we're talking more of a cataract, it should be pretty smooth, pretty confluent. And we, we do see cataracts in fish, so that's definitely is a possibility. Um, now, you could be certainly dealing with potentially something like a fungus. Um, I'd have to tell you, honestly, my fish ophthalmology is maybe a little rusty. One of my associates is my fish lady here. <laughs> but um, they do definitely get their share of uh, fungal infections. And we can't even see some 
varieties of growths along the eye. Um, now, if you were to take a light and you were to approach that tank and try to shine it on the eye, can you actually see any eyeball? Uh, yes. It's, it's not as, the diameter isn't as large as, like, the iris of the eye, the center part. Okay, so you can see the iris in the eye? Uh, yes. You can't. All right, well, that's good. Well, this might be something that we just, I don't know how uh, talented any fish doctors are in your area, but there are some situations where we'll do a type of a staining technique on the eye to see if there's a, an abrasion, a scratch. And if you've got someone around that really has access to good fish anesthetics, we can sedate them. We can take a sample from that eye and actually try to figure out a little bit more detailed if we do have a fungus, a bacterial infection, or a growth. Um, takes a little bit of work, but there are vets out there that can do those type of things. Um, but otherwise... Is it, is, it, is it a veterinarian that I turn to to try and diagnose it? There, there can be, yes. And there are actually, believe it or not, veterinarians that specialize in fish medicine. Um, in some states, you may find them a little bit more readily, and those tend to be states that we have um, a lot of aquatic uh, uh Industry. So as far as a lot of the areas where they breed uh, trout or salmon, um, but you may find some up in your area. You said you're up in Montana? Yes, I am. Okay, so perhaps maybe some that might work with some of the fish hatcheries. Um, but, yeah, I would say that would probably be one of the first things is to get a look-see there. Um, and uh, I don't blame you. I would have tried the... Um, the tank treatment with the antibiotic and the antifungals and doing a real thorough um, water change to make sure that we are keeping that uh, that water changed over. Now, do you have other fish in the tank as well? Yeah, I do, and uh, neither one of them uh, is affected. Okay. And uh, I guess the other possibility is, um, you know, Placostomus, they kind of hang out at the bottom, do their own thing, but is there um, any other fish in there that has any kind of aggression issues where we could be dealing with an injury to that eye? It is on both eyes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd say let, let's see if we can get uh, get a sample, um, you know, have a vet take a peek at it. But um, my bet is going to be that we might be dealing with some kind of fungus that might be brewing in there. So, is, there. is there a reason that it's not responding to the fungal treatment? Which treatment have you used so far? Um, let's see. It's called Fungus Clear. I'm not up with all my fish brands on medication, but sometimes we'll use, for fungus, we'll use things like uh, malachite green, um, silver nitrate. Um, so um, that's where if the over-the-counter things aren't helping, sometimes getting someone in the professional world that can get you um, a little different type of uh, uh, product, then that might be uh, the next step to go. I see. Okay. So I should probably get to the vet. Yep, I'd say call your veterinarian or even call some local um, fish stores um, because sometimes they will have um, someone who's a, a great hobbyist who may have a lot of information and even if they don't have a veterinarian on, on staff, a lot of times they may be able to help direct you in the right way with the treatment. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Well, good luck with that. The fish eye issues. Uh, this is Dr. Debbie. Give us a call here at one 405 8405 
is Animal Radio Network. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And the whole gang is here. Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions. Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard. In just a couple of minutes here. Also animal communicator, Joy Turner. And we have Kelly on the phone. Hi, Kelly. How are you doing? I'm doing just great. How are you today? Good. Where are you? Um, I'm in Kiwani, Illinois, in the freezing weather. Ooh, ooh. We well, we'll send our warm wishes your way. <laughs> what's going on with we your pets? Yeah, okay. First class, here they come. What What's going on with your pet today? Um, actually, it's not nothing that's going on with my pet. It's some stuff that we've heard about. And um, I listened to you last week, and you talked about it a little bit. But Dynavite, um, mm. it's got a website, mm-hmm. dynavite.com. And my question was this, is we feed our dogs what is called um, nature's recipe, and we get it from PetSmart, and um, it's a very good dog food. I like that stuff. It's good. We use it here. I'm sorry? We use it here at the studios. It's good stuff. Right. It's a very reputable brand. They say that the Dynavite is supposed to be really good. It gives insights and all this stuff. So does, does the Dynavite... For starters, does it work? Is it true what they say? Because it's pretty expensive. And does it take the place? I mean, can you actually feed your dogs, per se, junk, lower-quality dog food if you're feeding them the Dynavite? Okay, some good questions there, Kelly. And and the first thing is, I'll be honest, I am not on the Dynavite bandwagon. <laughs> um, okay. I, I'm a little bit concerned about any product that makes such grand claims that it's going to cure allergies and all of these type of things. Right, um, right. So can you feed a bad food and make up for it with a supplement? No, you cannot. And just like with people, if you don't eat a good balanced diet, um, popping those vitamins every day does not make up for that. Um, the same thing is true for our pets. So, um, you know, if you've got a good quality diet, I believe that that is the heart of the nutrition question here. And then, you know, there are supplements we'll sometimes add in. So I'm not opposed to trying a supplement for the benefit of, uh, you know, fatty acid supplementation or maybe a pet that might have skin problems. We might look at some zinc supplements, things like that. So there may be pets that benefit from this, um, but I would definitely run away from any product that tells you that it's going to be a cure-all. Um, and, and that's, you know, just, just my honest opinion with that um have i used it on my own pets no but i uh i feed them a good diet and uh you know they get their fatty acids every day and um you know i try to stay on top of their medical problems in that way okay so, so then know. what you're really saying is that it's the fail safe of all times is if it's if it sounds too good it's too good <laughs> yeah you know it's kind of kind of goes like snake oil salesman there and uh you know like i said there are definitely some pets that may benefit from it but you know the cost the expense and i just can't put my heart behind a product that that really claims to cure something such as allergies which is really an immune system kind of wiring that um, individuals have and you know you can't fix that with a supplement uh we can work around it we can try to uh, modify the immune system and get around an allergy, but you know there's really nothing that's going to cure an allergy-related itch. So, yeah, I'd be pretty cautious there. Um, and uh, you know, if your pet's doing well and he's thriving on the diet, um, you know, then I wouldn't have any cause to go looking elsewhere. There. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. 
It's Animal Radio, one 405 Hal Abrams, you remember me from, um, well, like the Solo Flex and Bowflex commercials. Right. So. Judy Francis producing the show. Well, yeah. I am. <laughs> well, they don't know it's radio. Okay, so I have a face for radio. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Hey, it isn't as bad as Mick Jagger's face. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, Oh, that is true. Yeah. Yeah, nothing is. Vinny Penn on the way. Uh, Joy Turner, animal communicator. Susan Sims. Uh, Bobby, what do you got coming in the news? Remember the story of the lady who got busted for trying to sell gothic kittens on the Internet? Yes. With their little ears pierced? Oh. Yes, she's been formally charged. I'll let you know what she said in her first interview. It's a doozy. You don't want to miss it. I won't. Coming up in the news. I also want to let you know that we have a special guest coming up. He's actually waiting on the phone right now. Well, who is it? It's a mystery guest. I can't tell you. I'd have to kill you. Mystery guest. But I can tell you that as soon as you hear his voice, you'll know who it is. Okay, that's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. Don't go anywhere. Radio 1-866-405-8405. The gang is all here. Dr. Debbie, Vlade, Vinny, Joy, Susan, Bobby, Dr. Jim Humphreys, Brent Savage. Did you get everybody? What was that, Bobby? Where else would we be? I don't know. Just want to make sure well, that I got you in jail and calling you for bail money. <laughs> I just got to get all your names in. Vlade uh, got on my case a couple weeks back. I forgot his name. And, of course, that led to... Uh, Oh, an incident, an altercation. Yes. Sylvia Brown on the way, and uh, I don't know who she is. Apparently, you ladies know who she is. Uh, apparently, oh, she's awesome. Yes. You don't know how. Oh, very scratchy voice, I understand. Yes, yeah, she has a very deep voice. She a smoker? Do we know? But she's cool. She's very cool. Okay. And, uh... What is that? Line two now? Yes. Who's on it? I told you it's a mystery, but you'll know his voice. A mystery guest. We Ooh. really should go over this book. <laughs> Hi, mystery <laughs> guest. Who is this? This is the mystery voice on line two, I gather. I know who this is. Yes, Th- you do. This is Clive Pierce from HGTV. Hey, hello, Cl- hello. How you doing, buddy? It's not much of a competition when I have a ridiculous accent that gives it away. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, you haven't le- lost that accent yet. Twelve years in this country and I still sound like this. Well, we haven't spoken to you no, in a while. No, that's good. I know, I've been dormant. As Bobby said, that's a good thing that you haven't lost your accent. Well, my mother... Well, my mother Clive actually speaks English <laughs> other than what we speak, which is American. It's an illusion. Completely different language. <laughs> Whenever I talk to my mother in England on the telephone, she, uh, she always says, you've gone American. When I say <gasps> particular words, which apparently is, is something terrible over there, but I, I think I sound the same. Mm. Really, I can I can also speak like this for a while. It gets a little easier the, the longer I'm here. Oh. <laughs> well, now I'm concerned. Is everything okay? Are the pets okay? Do you everyone, need some help? Everyone is great. I've I've actually had a a very busy week or so. Uh, after a, a, a terrible mercy dash that worked out really well to an animal shelter and grabbed six dogs the other day. Oh, what happened? Well, I, I got one of those, you know, the, the, the emails that a lot of us who are involved in animal rescue get about animals in shelters whose time is running out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it, an all SOS. Yes. I mean, it's always, it all, whenever they come through to my, my inbox, I just, you know, you, you have to look and you have to always do what you can. But I, I saw an email uh, that 23 dogs were in trouble. And um, I live in Los Angeles, and, and this is up in Bakersfield, up at Kern County, which I never had been to before. It's and scenic, isn't it? Yes, although remember, 
although there's nothing much to see up there, as a Brit, I find everything exciting. So I even enjoy you, traffic. You I enjoy traffic scrub school. Brush. <laughs> no, I find most things thrilling. So I'm sure if you went to England, it would be you know a thrill a minute wherever you go. So you actually drove out there, right? Well, I, I have a, a, a dear friend in Los Angeles called Mariah Ronsetti, and oh. she's very into to rescue. And we, we've tried to do things together before. We saw the email about 23 dogs that you know time was up. We just felt we had to do something. So we we drove up there like a speeding bullet, of mm. course, always obeying the speed limit on, of the, on the freeway. Because you never know who might be listening. Or, or pointing a device at you as you, <laughs> as you tear up there. But um, exactly. we, were, we, we brought back with us six dogs, which, which we felt was what we could handle quickly. And uh, I was very thrilled to see that there were many people who had responded. A mm. lady from Vegas was loading 20 into a truck. I always wonder wow. if those things are scams. Wonderful. So, what do you mean? Well, I get these emails all the time, and I wonder if they're, they're scams, if these animals really exist, if they really need help. Well, it's a good point, and I, I have often wondered that myself. When we got there, the, the, all the dogs that I had looked at online were all there, and hmm. you know, they, they were needing homes. We, we brought them back and rehomed all of them. But what it, what it got me thinking about was you have to kind of wait until you get that SOS email sometimes to do something. Mm -hmm. And I just think if we could all do something a little bit sooner, I, I found that people came out of the woodwork so quickly, people who knew, who knew people who knew people who would either foster for one or two weeks. I've started accumulating now my own I would take a dog list. So many people responded, but I wanted to really remind everybody, you know, of all the, of all the dogs in the shelters, to look for people that you know who would adopt, who would foster, and also just to give a, a wonderful mention to the Bakersfield Animal Shelter. I know that you guys will have a link on your website at animalradio.com to this adoption center. Are they still looking to adopt a lot of these animals? Yes, sadly, okay. they're, they're coming in. You know, one of the most heartbreaking things, apart from seeing the faces of the, the animals that needed help, was the amount of people dropping off animals. Mm. There was a, they were just opening, and it, there was a line outside. And oh, I, no. I mean, it was heartbreaking. So I'm sure every shelter needs attention drawing to it. This one just broke my heart. And the, the ladies there, Angela... Sally, Sherry, they're all up there. Please go call them, drop in if you can get to Bakersfield and say, Clive sent you, the Brit. <laughs> but just, just really, just to remind everybody that you probably all know somebody who would take a dog, who would foster a dog. And this was just a flurry of exercise that we did that, that really paid off. It's a tough time for a lot of people right now. And the Central Valley of California, especially tough as foreclosures go sky high. Yeah. And that means a lot they're of people, really taking it. yeah, they're, yeah, they're they dropping are. off their pets at their shelters. I personally couldn't do that because they're like family. I would sooner drop off my brother. Yes. That, than, than my <laughs> animal. So would your I. brother I, owes you money. I know that my brother isn't listening, so I haven't got one, but I would certainly rather do that. But you feel that you want to go up to the people in line, mm -hmm. dropping off and say, you know what, you can't do this. It is your responsibility to rehouse these animals. They're not rhinoceroses, they're dogs. Mm -hmm. And I looked at them, I looked at the animals being dropped off, and they, they should not have been there. It was absolutely mm -hmm. heartbreaking. We'll link to uh, the websites that uh, Clive has been talking about. And Clive, we really appreciate you giving us a call and letting us know about that. Anyone who has the facilities or resources right now to help out. There's someone local. There's an organization locally that you can help out. You know, you get these solicitations in the mail for the Humane Society of the United States and the ASPCA, these big organizations. 
the first $20 that you send to these organizations actually goes to sending you that mail that you yeah. get, that snail mail. Help locally. There's there's someone in your town, there's an organization or a shelter in your town that needs your help right now, and you can find them on the Internet probably. Yeah, right, it's, that's it's, simple. For free. For free. It's, it's, it's always happening on your doorstep, but it's, it's nice to jump into action and actually do something. And if you're listening in the Bakersfield area, go over to the Bakersfield Adoption Center. Tell them Clive sent you and take one of those little pound puppies home. Or two or three. <laughs> Clive, thank you so much for spending time with us. Always nice to talk to you guys, and thanks so much. Very good. Clive Pierce with us from HGTV, a surprise mystery guest, calling in at 1-866-405-8405. We're going to go back to those phone lines to talk to Dr. Debbie and Vlade next, right here on Animal Radio. Vinny Penn, your resident party animal, with you once again. Uh, took my daughter and my son. I have a son, too, Luke. He's two years old. Uh, out to the pumpkin patch way back when, right before Halloween. And it was interesting because they had llamas there, which half of the day I spent calling llamas until finally an irritated parent corrected me. And uh, my children were fascinated by the llamas behind the fence. They had scheduled times when you could see the llama which I thought was great. They would say, you know, at such and such an hour, come bring the kids by, we'll bring the llama out. So we did it twice because my kids wanted to go back and and see the llama a second time. They were so fascinated by this creature as they should be. And I want my children to be fascinated by animals. But it seemed as if they the, the, the pumpkin patch scheduled the times that the llama would come out with his bowel movement times. Because every time the the llama came out, it defecated right in front of all of the children and parents. Couldn't they kind of gauge, get a better handle on exactly when the, the llama would be having a bathroom break and bring him out afterwards? No matter how cute I tried to cover it up, I'm like, well, look, Luke, there's the mama llama. Ooh. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about, www.safeguardfordogs.com. There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. Hi, I'm Vladi. Let me introduce to you the new concept to the real pet food, AFS. AFS is a true miracle meal. All natural ingredients, 100% complete and balanced. No artificial flavors, no coloring, no fillers, no gluten, and absolutely no preservatives. Discover what the magic of the real meat can do for your pet's health. Visit animalfood.com. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. 
to easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Animal Radio, one 405 8405 Wow. Yeah. You're quite the dancer there. I, yeah, I never really saw song. that in you. Yeah. Way to go, hell. This yeah. is my song. Ruining another song. Thanks, Guido. Uh, <laughs> it's Animal Radio, one 405 8405 Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions. Well, not your medical questions. Your animal's medical questions. Yeah, let's stick to the animals. Although she is, she probably could, she's very well trained. She's been to a lot of school. Uh, Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Also very well-schooled, Vinnie Penn, Joy Turner, animal communicator extraordinaire, Susan Sims with Fido-Friendly Travel Talk, and giveaways. We love those giveaways. Free stuff. Dr. Jim Humphreys and Britt Savage all on the way. And I see in the news uh, scam artists that are trying to sell you pets over the Internet? They are. They're using these cute, adorable puppy pictures, and they're placing Internet ads, and they're saying, you know, free to good homes. Well, the ASPCA has got a warning out. And it's just the latest in a whole string of scams involving pets that's going on out there. This one just happens to be going on in the Internet. Don't like it. We heard from a guy last week. He bought an animal, a dog, off the Internet. Only to find out that it was blind. This is the worst way to buy an animal. And, of course, we'll have all the details on the way. Are we ready to go to the phones? Let's Let's do it. it. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Jim. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Where are you? I'm in Colorado Springs. What can I do for you today? Well, we've got a a cat. She's a little older. She's not exactly sure how old she is, between 12 and 14 years old. Um, She's always been rather slender, but... Recently, she's dropped about a pound in weight, so now she only weighs about four and a half pounds. Wow, uh, that is tiny. Yeah, she's um, hungry uh, very often. She prefers uh, canned food uh, to, you know, dry, because probably because her teeth are a little bit tender mm-hmm. uh, for her age. And um, so she's lost weight. She's got loose bowels. Um, we've moved the cat boxes <laughs> upstairs so that she doesn't have so far to go to get to them, so she makes them more uh, regularly. But still, we're pretty concerned <clears throat> with uh, what she's got going on. Sure. Now, you said she's eating well. Is she is she eating a lot more than she usually does, or is that just she's always been a good eater? Uh, she's always been a fairly good eater. Uh, she asks asks for, for food more often now. Okay. And how about any any changes in her personality? Does she seem uh, comfortable? Does she have any problems getting uh, sleeping through the night? Uh, anything like that? No, she doesn't seem to have any of the other problems. She's always been a little skittish, but uh, <laughs> she's still uh, you know like if you try to pick her up, she'll want to jump out of your your you know arms or lap or something. But uh, she still comes and sits on you, or she can pet her on the back of the head just fine. So she's not okay. changed that way. Good, good. And then, um, has there been any diet change, any new treats, or any brand change recently? No, no, all the same stuff we've been using for a while. Okay. 
the first thing that I would say for a kitty in her age bracket, and the first thing I would go run into the vet and check out, is to have her thyroid level checked. Um, and the reason is that middle-aged to older cats can get a condition called hyperthyroidism, where the thyroid gland produces too much of that hormone. And that can cause things like ravenous appetite, weight loss, can cause some excitability problems, and it can cause diarrhea and vomiting. And some of what you've described would make me concerned enough that you might potentially be dealing with something like that. Um, if it is that condition, it is treatable. There's a variety of different ways to deal with that, but it would be a matter of getting that diagnosed and getting her on the right therapy for that because um, that is a, probably one of the most common hormone problems we do see in cats. Um, and then I think beyond that, you know, maybe we could have some other issues. And in older kitties, we can see some problems with inflammatory bowel disease where they don't necessarily absorb their nutrients really well. We get diarrhea, vomiting, weight loss. And that can sometimes be managed um, with um, hypoallergenic diets and uh, just an overall health assessment, making sure nothing else is really going wrong. Um, so that might be something else to consider. And, and I like to go with some different, uh, what we call novel protein diets, things that are kind of different that the kitty's never seen before, uh, duck-based diets, venison-based diets, because sometimes that can help a kitty with inflammatory bowel disease um, so that they can uh, use their nutrients more efficiently. Um, but there are some bad things that can potentially cause all of what we're describing and what we're talking about, and those can be some of the intestinal uh, cancer-type things. So um, the first thing I would say is make sure we check out that thyroid possibility. Um, I'm from Vegas, and I don't like to bet, <laughs> but that would be one of the first things I'd want to um, bet on for her that that may be uh, going on, and then check out the rest of the uh, digestive tract with your veterinarian. Right. Well, we did go to the vet yesterday, and so blood tests are being done right now. So, uh, he, seemed to think, he seemed to think the same thing you did. Uh, her, her thyroid glands were not uh, pronounced in any fashion, but uh, he was still fairly confident that that is uh, definitely a possibility. So, and that's one thing that sometimes we're lucky enough. If we're worried about thyroid gland problems, we can actually feel that just by kind of running our fingers along the, the throat area. Um, but yeah, if we don't find that just visibly, doesn't mean it's not there because cats can have thyroid tissue kind of hidden elsewhere in their neck and in their chest area. So yeah, well, let me know how that goes, Jim, because um, you know I want to know if I'm right, <laughs> and uh, we'll okay. see if your if your vet and I are thinking along the same ways there. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. And of course, your dream team of experts, we're all here. Dr. Debbie, answering your medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, with your dog behavior questions. Vinny Penn, we still really don't know what he does around <laughs> here. Bobby, can you get on that? Can you find out what Vinny does around here? Do you... Honestly, Hal, ask yourself, does it matter? I mean, in, a, in the large grand scheme of things, Vinny, Vinny is, is just Vinny. He is, and of course, that's the voice of Bobby Hill, our news director. Animal communicator Joy Turner on the way, as well as Dr. Jim Humphreys and Britt Savage. It's a big show, and we're going to kick it off with uh, somebody that you, you actually turned me on to this lady, uh, Bobby. You're doing a lot of watching TV lately, and she has a brand new book out, but you told me about Sylvia Brown, and I didn't... Oh. This woman is fantastic. God, sh- I, I, I'm just going to interrupt you. And t- <laughs> she can talk to anyone, anywhere. 
tell you what's going to happen. And this woman's predictions are very spooky because she's more accurate then she is wrong. A couple of little times she might make a mistake, but she's more like 80%. Well, you know, she has 46 books, including 22 New York Times bestsellers. I believe she's consulted with the police, the FBI, on several high-profile cases. She, of mm-hmm. course, appears regularly on Montel, uh, Larry King Live. And she joins us now, Sylvia Brown. Hi, Sylvia. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Where are we calling you today? Uh, I'm in San Jose. Lovely San Jose, and I know the way there. Well, tell us, the book, All Pets Go to Heaven, just came out, and it's really, really doing well. Yes, it is. Are you going to buy another house? I'm sorry. I want to talk a little bit about the pets, since this is a pet show. The pets that I have, all of them have weird habits, weird quirks. Yes, everybody, all of them have uh, different personalities. And, And you say they have an afterlife. Of course they do, and the reason, one of the reasons that I wrote the book is not only that I'm such a maniacal pet lover, it's because I got sick and tired of scientists and even some religious people saying that animals don't have souls, and that just fired me up, because, mm. you know, I've seen uh, pets from the other side, you know, with their owners, and, and not only that, but when we go over, we see our pets. I always heard that when you get to the Rainbow Bridge there, you'll meet up with the, the animals that you've had as a kid. Absolutely. I remember Buddy Hackett telling me that. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I have dreams about my recently departed dog. Yeah, you will. And they're very vivid, and I know it's because there's a difference between the dreams that you have. And so I know, knows and what the I'm ones that about. are almost like astral projection when you're going there to see them or they're coming to see you. Exactly. So how do animals communicate with us from the afterlife? Um, it's almost telepathic. You know what I mean? You just know, uh, even with my own dogs, you just know if you really get centered into your dogs and you love them because they have so much unconditional love and, you know, you're very cognizant of their behavior, you can really tell when they're happy, when they're sad, when they're grieving or when they're, you know, comfortable. Now, does your book talk about how to open up that conversation or is it more stories? Tell us a little bit about it because I just well, got it both. in today. It's okay. both, yeah. Yeah, I tell a lot of stories and I also tell about the communication. Um, I've been able to train my dogs within a couple of days to potty train. You actually take their face in your hands and you talk to them, you know, I mean, just like you would a person. Please don't do that in my house, you know. Give me a warning that you want to go to the bathroom and really sit and talk to them. And I know people are going to think I'm crazy, but I'm telling you the God's truth, it works. And I think that we oftentimes, we treat them like children. We talk to them with baby talk. Oh, that's so ridiculous. I can't stand that. <laughs> so See, this is why I love Sylvia. I mean, that's so silly. You know, that doo-doo, blah-blah-blah, you know. The, the dog looks at you like you're an idiot. The dog knows. Sure. Yeah, you also have to be careful what you say around them as well. Sure you do. <laughs> People think they're not listening, but they are. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, and they have a tremendous <laughs> psychic ability, and I think their subconscious is much more open than ours is. What do you think they're thinking of this interview right now? Do you think we're spilling too much, <laughs> spilling the beans? No. Okay. You know, I hate this dumb animal thing, or... Here's another thing, after you lose an animal and you're grieving, which I have grieved tremendously over a loss of an animal, then you'll have some idiot walk up to you and say, well, for God's sake, it's just an animal. That oh, just makes me crazy. Oh, don't you just want to 
smack yeah, them. Yeah, you do. You just want to nail them. <laughs> yeah, I get more upset over uh, uh, my pet dying than like Uncle Louie. And oh, I absolutely. Yeah. And you know when Uncle my Louis spirit guide told me that when I go to the other side, all my pets are waiting for me. I thought to myself, good because there's some pets I'd rather see than people. Mm. Exactly. I love it. Okay. All pets go to heaven. It's Sylvia Brown's latest. It's best-selling one. If your bookstore doesn't have it, it's because they've sold out of it. Ask yeah, them but to they re- can always get it on sylvia.org. Is that your web? That's a pretty That's good domain web. name. Yeah. Yeah. Let's link to that from animalradio.com, which is actually longer than sylvia.org. It's uh, all pets go to heaven. And we were just talking about Buddy Hackett a second ago. He was on a few years ago. I want to play this quick clip from all Buddy right. Hackett right here all on right. Animal Radio. And we don't even know. People say they're not sure animals go to heaven. But I had a dog named Cupy, and he was with me 18 years. And people said, you ever think about dying? I said, no, I just think about seeing my dog again. Mm. He's waiting over the Rainbow Bridge. And they can't talk, and their eyes have a little film until the owner comes. Then the film goes away, and they can't really talk words, but they can communicate with you. I don't like when they say, where you been? Hey. (laughs) This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. A Pennsylvania dog groomer who was formally charged with cruelty to animals this month after she allegedly tried to sell pierced gothic kittens on the Internet. Holly... (laughs) It gets worse. Holly Crawford who herself sports several body piercings, was formally charged with three misdemeanor counts of animal cruelty, three summary counts of cruelty, and three counts of conspiracy. Now, Crawford says she plans to enter a plea of not guilty, saying in her first interview that she didn't see any difference between piercing a cat or piercing a human. Oh, come on. She she added that she used <laughs> sterile needles and surgical soap on the kittens and checked their piercings several times a day to make sure they were healing properly. Big surprise for Crawford. She admitted her dog grooming business had plummeted ever since the raid on her home last month. I think she pierced uh, one piercing too close to her brain is what yeah. I think what happened there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. The Belgian city of Leech has adopted a new policy to help persuade homeless pet owners to come in from the cold, literally. The city's social welfare agency agreed to allow dogs in the local soccer club, which doubles as a cold-weather shelter. Before the policy was enacted, homeless people with dogs refused to come inside without their dogs, no matter how far the temperatures dropped. Officials are hoping this trend expands to other European cities. And an animal welfare group in the Pacific Northwest is offering kitty cat kindergarten classes. The Washington Humane Society, the Washington Humane Society uh, Behavior and Learning Center's goal is to make sure their adoptees are healthy and happy. The four-week classes teach owners basic kitty health, nutrition, and behavior facts. Kitten socialization is a big part of the class. I'm guessing that's where they teach you how to herd kitties. And it's also... They also teach grooming, and the dog owners have always had the option of puppy classes for years, but most cat owners have had to learn on their own. The Washington Kitty Kindergarten, though, isn't the first of its kind. That happened five years ago down under in Australia by hat, cat behavior consultant and veterinarian Ilona Roden, who then brought her cat practice to Madison, Wisconsin in 2004. Uh. I'm Bobby. I know. Kitty Kindergarten. How cute is that? (laughs) 
I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And the gang is all here. Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Vinnie Penn. Animal communicator, Joy Turner. Also, Dr. Jim Humphreys and Britt Savage right now joining. I'm so happy. This is uh, the triumphant return of Temple Grandin to Animal Radio Airwaves. Hi, Temple. Hi, how are you doing? Very well. Your book, your latest book, is doing phenomenal. Animals make us human, creating the best life for animals. I want to preface for new listeners, people that don't know you, that you are autistic. When did you find out that you were autistic? Well, I'm 61 years old. So okay. when I was a little kid with no language, when I was two and a half years old, and all the autistic behaviors, rocking and temper tantrums and all of that, I didn't even know what autism was. And and they thought they were going to have to put me in, into an institution. But fortunately, I got very good early education. And anyone that's out there that has a young autistic child, two or three years old, you need to spend about 20 hours a week or more with one-to-one teaching with a really good teacher. The autism has given you some very special skills. Well, I'm a visual thinker. And uh, in my work designing equipment, uh, I can actually test run it in my head. I didn't know other people could do that. And animals are sensory-based thinkers. They don't think in language. They think in smells. They think in sounds. They think in visual pictures. They think in touch sensations. It, it's um, it's sensory based, not language based. So Very tactile. Yeah. Also, as an autistic person, fear is my main emotion. It's now partially controlled with antidepressant medication, and and so I understand what fear is like. And a lot of animals get scared. And you know what I try to do in the new book, um, Animals Make Us Human, is you know let's try to look at behavior from the animal's point of view. And we discussed the. Uh, core emotional systems that all mammals have of fear, which helps animals to avoid predators, rage, seeking, going out, goal-directed behavior, and separation anxiety. Some of the things that you've said seem obvious, like cattle hate being yelled at. It's obvious, but I find that you have to really work on these simple things. It's one of my big frustrations, getting people to not yell at cattle. I wish I didn't have to keep talking about don't yell at cattle. Mm-hmm. But I find that I still need to you know, keep talking about these very basic things. I drive down the street here, and there's a farm right, right next to us, and there's a lot of cows out in it. And they look fairly content. But you're saying that cows like to learn new things. Well, if a cow, were these cows out on pasture or what kind of farm? They were out on a pasture, just hanging around. It it seemed actually like they were around the water cooler talking. Well, they like to hang around the water cooler. And the thing is, is new grass is interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're a sensory-based thinker, you get into sensory detail. So they're going to be noticing the taste of that grass. Is it young, uh, soft grass? Is it old, the hard kind of grass? Uh, There's a huge amount of sensory detail that the normal human mind drops out. In fact, there's some interesting scientific research that shows the normal human mind drops out detail. The autistic mind tends to look at all, notice all the little details. And, and uh, if you're really into grass, there's a lot of different um, things that you can look at in grass. Mm-hmm. In fact, when I was a little kid and I used to dribble sand through my hands, 
on, I would study each little rock, little tiny rock going through my hands and how the light reflected off of it. And it was just so interesting. And cattle probably get into grass the same way. We're with Temple Grandin. She thinks in pictures because she's autistic. And we believe that animals also think in pictures. And so there's similarities. Well, animals think in sensory. Okay. You have, because a dog also thinks in smells. And the closest human description I ever got to that, how you could be in a smell universe, is I read an article one time about a wine steward. And he could identify like 5,000 different wines Jeez. simply by smelling them and tasting them. Well, that's sensory detail. I mean, just think about what the dog learns when he goes to the local fire hydrant. He knows who's been there, when they were there, <laughs> are they a friend or a foe, how... Uh, are, you know, is there a mate he could mate with? There's a lot of information on that fire hydrant. We get lots of calls every week asking what kind of modalities people should be using to train their dogs. Should they be using the Caesar Milan technique? Should they be using the... Uh, I think, think it depends upon a lot on the dog. Because I, I went out and bought like two years' worth of Caesar Milan's episodes, and we, I watched them. You didn't like them, did you? Of them, and, and I cataloged them into where I thought he was successful and where I thought he was really bad. Mm. And with the kind of, you know, the more of the Rottweiler type, you know, the kind of aggressive, very confident dog, and that gets to be an aggressive aggression problem, I thought Caesar did some really good things. Uh -huh. But with separation anxiety and fear, I did not like the things he did, just forcing the dog onto a slippery floor of forcing some little dog to, you know, he kept snipping the scissors in front of this little dog's face, and it just growled for the whole episode. And then separation anxiety, uh, I don't think he knows what to do with it. Uh, what you need to do with a dog who's got bad separation anxiety and he's licked his paw and he's chewed the door is he's going to need a companion. He's going to need to go stay at a house that uh, where people are home or he's going to need to go to doggy daycare. And then there's other dogs that can tolerate being home alone. I mean, animals are individuals and on the degree of separation anxiety. You know, the thing is, it's, it's one size doesn't fit all. Now, really, a, you know, harsh methods of training, I'm, I'm totally against that. You want to teach a dog tricks, you never, ever, ever... Uh, it should do anything nasty to it. It should be totally positive. Temple, what kind of pets do you have at home, if any? I can't have any. I'm traveling now about 85 to 90 percent of the time, and I've been doing that for about the last eight years. Mm. And I'm barely home on weekends to do the laundry, and <laughs> and it, it just wouldn't be right to have a dog. I've had some students that have had dogs that have had severe separation anxiety problems. How do you get your animal fix? Well, my assistant's got horses, and he's had a, he had a little dog named Annie. And I was best friends with Annie, and I'd go over to Mark's house, and Annie was just so happy to see me. And but unfortunately, uh, she passed away several, you know, several years ago. And uh, I think Mark's thinking about getting another puppy that'll be like Annie. Hey, listen, if I ever do the, uh, the Hal Abrams story, I want Tom Cruise to play me. I'm seeing Claire Danes is playing you. Temple yes. Grandin in uh, the HBO Temple Grandin story. Yep, that's what. That's right. And um, she wore a. I can tell you right now, she's not. Doesn't look like or sound like Claire Danes. Okay. As I had a chance to visit the movie set. And does does she her. sound like you? Does she do a good uh, yeah, job? Yeah. Okay. And, but she sounds like a very autistic me. Okay. Because most of the movie is going to be set in the '60s and the '70s, where I was a lot more autistic than I am now, with much more, um, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, obsessive, you know kind of loud speech. Uh, By the way, I can't tell. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, it's really something that over the years you've just become a, a better speaker, more confident, and you sound great, by the way. Well, an autistic person keeps learning. It's sort of like an autistic person never grows up. The other thing, the more different things I can experience, the better. Because being a visual thinker, the way my mind works is like, you know, Google for images uh, searching for pictures. 
And the more things I learn, I can put more and more information into the Internet that's inside my head, and then you just learn, you know, better and better, you know, how to deal with people, how to deal with different situations. I get, you know, more and more knowledge. You know, if any of you out there have a young um, autistic kid, let's say or an Asperger kid, mild autism, the kind of nerd kind of kid, they need to get exposed to interesting things. Should you introduce an animal? Would that be a good idea? It, yes. yes. There, there's being some very successful um, things with therapy dogs. So some of the parents are very, very happy with, um, you know, even with their nonverbal autistic kid, a therapy dog has really helped them. Um, also, um, horseback riding, uh, therapeutic riding. I've had some parents tell me, well, my child um, did his first words on a horse. Well, I'm going to encourage listeners to look out for the Temple Grandin story. And I'm not sure right now when they're planning to play the movie. I, I, what I see right here is uh, next month, so hopefully, I don't know if they're behind oh, no. schedule. Are they no, behind it's not going to be next month. That's, oh, no. I don't you know where that came from. Rip, rip that up and fire that intern. Thank you very much. I'm <laughs> okay, sorry about I, that. Okay. <laughs> we'll keep you posted at the website. I also have, uh, I want to give away 10 copies of Temple Grandin's new book, uh, awesome. Animals Make Us Human, Creating the Best Life for Animals. I have 10 copies. You can pick this up at Amazon.com, any bookstore. If they don't have it, it's likely that they've run out because it is a best-selling book right now, Animals Make Us Human. Temple, thank you so much for coming back on Animal Radio. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's just great. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Hi, I'm Vlad. Let me introduce to you the new concept to the real pet food, AFS. AFS is a true miracle meal. All natural ingredients, 100% complete and balanced. No artificial flavors, no coloring, no fillers, no gluten, and absolutely no preservatives. Discover what the magic of the real meat can do for your pet's health. Visit AnimalFood.com. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Come celebrate with us. 1-866-405-8405. How's your cat? How's your dog? Your iguana? Your horse? Your birds? Your skunks? Of course, uh, Dr. Debbie, you're versed in a lot of different animals because 
you're in Las Vegas, and let's face it, there's a lot of strange, different animals there. <laughs> strange animals and strange people. <laughs> we're going to the phones now, right, Judy? Okay, we're going to line, line one. Hi, Max. How are you doing? Hi, it's Mac, M-A-C. Oh, Mac, how are you doing today? Mm, wonderful, thank you. Where are you? Uh, Tampa, Florida. Okay, what's going on with your pets today? What kind of pets do you have? Well, I've got two birds, one cockatiel and one lovebird. Hmm. And they seem to be loving the wooden play toys they have and the wooden cage that I've got them in. They seem to be chewing that as opposed to their cuddle bone or or Hmm. any other thing to keep their beak sharp. Hmm. I wonder if this is normal. Well, yeah. As far as um, for birds, they will pretty much chew on anything given the opportunity. And and I would be a little cautious if they are in a wood cage. It's probably not my first choice because of the durability component because they are going to chew on that. Um, it's in their immediate environment. And it's given them an outlet, but it may not be the most secure because of that chewing. <laughs> so um, I would definitely go with a, like a non-painted uh, galvanized steel and make sure you stick with that, something like that. Um, but the actual process of chewing wood wood isn't necessarily, you know, detrimental. We just try to direct that in another way. Uh, well, what do you got, have these guys eating? Uh, just regular bird feed by hearts. Um, a bird seed co- um, right, product? Yeah. Right. Okay. Because um, for a lot of birds um, that are fed seed diets, um, we're actually led to believe by pet stores that that's the right diet for birds. And it's actually very deficient in nutrients. Um, so I like to see trying to get birds over onto a pelleted diet. And uh, have you ever seen those at the pet store? No, I have not. Okay, pelleted diets kind of look like um, kind of like a tutti frutti um, collars. Um, it's basically a processed food that is has all of the nutrients that these guys need. But when you put it right next to a dish that where they have seed. They're not really interested in it, and birds will always go to the seed first. Um, so um, that's definitely my preference for birds is to go to a pelleted diet, and it takes a lot of work to get them switched over. Okay. Do they spend much time outside of the cage? Um, I have them out of the cage about uh, once a week for about an hour, two hours a time. You know, the more activity, the more interaction they have, then also that t- kind of takes away some of that um, that chewing and destructive tendency. Um, if they're out kind of socializing, vocalizing when you're around, um, then that helps to keep them mentally stimulated and, you know, not so uh, bored and, and kind of chewing their surroundings. Right. Yeah. Do you do, you do any kind of uh, any supplements, any vitamins, anything like that? No. No, as a matter of fact, someone told me that the reason they're chewing the wood is they're missing vitamins. I went, well, it sounds strange to me, but... Well, you know, maybe in a roundabout way. Um, I'm not really a huge fan on in giving vitamins to birds. I, I try to correct the diet first. Um, but, um, you know, I think keeping them engaged, entertained, and then maybe making them work for their food. And there's actually a process that we call um, the foraging technique in birds. And it's basically kind of retraining birds to not eat out of seed cups, but to pick off the bottom of the cage. And we can kind of train them over to eating things like um, pelleted foods. Okay. All right. Very good. Thank you for the call, Mac. This is Dr. Debbie at one 405 8405 Hi, this is Emmylou Harris on Animal Radio. Please stay a new to your pet. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It's Animal Radio. Your dream team of experts all here. Vladi, uh, Vladi's not in the studio yet. He's. Uh, 
what is he doing? I can see him in the fishbowl. Something with a with his shamwows <laughs> and his tea. Yeah, you know, it's and if he wants to keep calling that stuff tea, that's just <laughs> fine. <laughs> you know, I have to spend uh, a week with him. Is that right, Judy? A, a week long with weekend. Him? It's not a whole week. At a La Quinta Hotel in Orlando, Florida. Oh, you lucky guy. <laughs> That's for the... Uh, get a webcam on that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, Maybe I'll talk to the hotel about putting one up. We'll be reporting for the Global Pet Expo and the new pet product special. That'll be fun stuff uh, coming up in a week cool. or so. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Oh, what a beautiful ring. Is it a diamond? A sapphire? A cat. Pet owners are getting creative with pet cremation. While most owners go for the traditional grave in the backyard or a cremation urn, some owners are having their pets made into jewelry. Paperweights, crystals, and jewelry have all been created by Life Gem, a company which can turn a doggy into a diamond for about $2,000 to $25,000. There's also Florimorial, a company which makes soil that converts cremated ash into a planting medium to grow a memorial flower. Other owners opt to keep their pet's ashes in a thumb-sized urn so they can take it with them wherever they go. You can even get a huggable plush toy filled with your pet's ashes. It's all just a way of showing that dog is man's best friend, or maybe diamonds are a girl's best friend, or or maybe a little of both. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Radio, 1-866-405-8405, celebrating our connection with our pets, as we do every weekend. Animal communicator Joy Turner joining us. By the way, you can learn lots more about her at joyturner.com, and of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. Ready to talk to some animals, Joy? Absolutely. I believe we have Stevie on the phone. Hi, Steve. How are you doing? Hi, it's Stevie, like Stevie Nicks. Oh, like Stevie Nicks. Cool, cool. The girl rocks. I love it. And you're on with animal communicator Joy Turner. Um, I have a question. I have two dogs, uh, Sarah and Bradley. Um, Sarah's a purebred minpin, and Bradley is a pound puppy. Um, they think he's half black lab, half Dachshund mix, so he's, he's actually like a mini black lab. And the question that I had is, we know Sarah's very happy, but um, we kind of wonder about Bradley. Uh, every now and then, he seems to be a little insecure, so we were kind of wondering what might be going on with him. Okay, the first thing he wants to do is say hello to you and to everybody, because he knows that there's lots of people that are listening to this. <laughs> yeah. He really enjoys that a lot. Um, and when I'm asking him about feeling insecure, he tells me that... He's not really, even for the amount of time that he's been with you, not really like 100% certain about what exactly is expected of him and what his life is supposed to be like. Oh, I see. Did you actually get him from the pound? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I've found this to be so with especially animals that are rescued animals. So what I would do with him, how long have you had him with you? Just about a year now. Okay. What I would do with him is sit down and... First of all, he needs to be sure that there's nothing that he's going to do that you're going to send him back to the pound for. Okay. 
when you talk to him, talk to him just like you would a human child. Just speak a little more slowly and think about as many pictures as you can about what you think his role in your life is supposed to be. Is he is he feeling any insecurities with uh, Sarah? He says his only insecurity with her is that she is so certain. And that kind of makes him a little insecure because then that makes him think, well, maybe there's something not right with him since he's not as secure and as certain. Because to him, she just like has it all knocked and there's just no doubt in her mind about what life's all about and where her place is in it. Yeah, she's uh, she's she's definitely a very assertive kind of dog, that's for sure. I'm assuming that there would be nothing that he would actually do that would have you send him back again to the pound. I'd never send him back. <laughs> okay, then what you want to do is, when you talk to him about that, don't say you won't, because what he'll focus on primarily is the pound. So what you're going to want to do is say that you're here with us forever. No matter what happens, you're still going to be here. No matter how you behave, you're still going to be here. Those kinds of things. Right. Okay. And now, does because, Sarah have any problems with him? <laughs> she laughs at that question. She laughs. Yeah, I, I would expect that, yeah. yeah. She laughs at me a lot. <laughs> yeah, she says, by the way, she wants to thank you for being so incredibly entertaining. She thinks you're just amazingly entertaining for her. You know, we're, we're out of time, but I, I think we should end on that note right there. Joy Turner, Animal Communicator there. And Stevie, st as in Stevie Nicks, we thank you so much for joining us today. one 405 What are you doing with your dog there? Are you dressing your dog? No, oh, my no, God. No, no. Listen, you just gave her this new toy, this new stuffed animal, yes. and it has a robe on it, <laughs> and I realized... The robe will oh, fit no. her. It's like doll clothes. She, well, she, you know, it's not Did something she's going to... dress up that dog? No, listen. This is for when she gets her bath. I can put a robe on her to help keep her warm. It and matters to the dog. <laughs> it's the Judy. perfect size. Just stop it. No, I never would have thought about getting her a robe, but this will work. Uh, very good. Of course, we're talking about Ladybug, the studio <laughs> stunt chihuahua that is not a... The not the chihuahua. Chihuahua, yeah. yes. Uh, if you missed that a few weeks ago, we found out that uh, there's no chihuahua in her. We did a DNA oh. test. Are we doing another DNA test? Yeah, they didn't have the uh, rat terrier available to test yet. They're hoping to get that done in another month or two, and they will retest her, and I'm positive she's going to come up as a rat terrier. And, of course, there's there's a good $60, $70, I mean Monopoly dollars, <laughs> up at stake for all the uh, the bets that we've made, the pool here. at uh, Yes, I didn't Pins. take the money yet, yet, yeah. being in the operative Look at her. Because you guessed rat she's terrier. She's going to take it and buy more doll clothes. <laughs> no, she's Dog. Oh, what a good idea. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.